One second. Welcome everyone to the Oha Torah, Har Lebanon, Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Daf is Daf Kuf Lamed Hey, 135 in Shabbat. We'll start in Kuf Lamed Dalad Amur Bet on the bottom line. So the Mishnah had said that if you have a Sefek or an Androgynous and Mahalim Alav Shabbat, if you have a Sefek about the kid or if the kid is androgynous, androgynous means that he exhibits both male and female characteristics. Mm-hmm. In that case, you cannot be mechal Shabbat to give him a brit milah on Shabbat on his eighth day. So now, says the Gemara, Tanah Rabbanan, we're going to the Brayta. Or The Pasuk says, Obayom HaShemini, Yimol besar olato. You have to do orlato. You, you should cut off the the flesh of his orla. Now it should say yimol besar orla. Why does it say orlato his orla when it could have said yimol besar orla? So the Gemara is going to explain why orlato his orla. It sounds like only his orla you do, but someone else's orla. You do not do. Right? Someone else's orla you can't do. So we're explaining, you know whose orla you can't do? You know what the Mishnah means to say when it says orla you can't do? Orla vadai dochet Shabbat. We're coming to show you that if it's his definite orla, that pushes off Shabbat. But however, velo safek and not safek can't be dochet Shabbat. Okay, and therefore that's what we tell you that it's a fake. Ola can't be Shabbat. Now, Olata Orlatov Adai Dochet Shabbat. Velo Androgynous. When it says Orlatov Adai Push of Shabbat, but Androgynous is also the can't be Androgynous. Also, we're not sure if he needs a Mila because he might be female. That's another suffix. Behuda Omer Androgynous Dochet Shabbat. Behuda disagrees. He says Androgynous. You can push off Shabbat and do the Milah on Shabbat. The Onesh Karet, and he'll get Karet if he doesn't do a Brit Milah on himself. Okay? Another idea. Orlato Vadai Dochet Shabbat. If he's a, Orlato teaches you that if, you, if you're a Vadai, if you're a certain guy, Dochet Shabbat, you could push off Shabbat. Velo Nolad Ben Hashemashot. And not someone who's born at Ben Hashemashot. Because a person born Ben Hashemashot, we don't know for sure that it's the the eighth day, and therefore it won't push Shabbat. Olatai vaday dochet Shabbat v'lo nolad kishu mahul dochet Shabbat. Orla vaday has to be dochet Shabbat, but if a boy is born with a brit milah, that doesn't push Shabbat. Why not? Shebet shemay omrim tzarich latif menodam brit. Because there's a machloket, whether you have to take out dam brit or not on this baby. So it sounds, so if a, if, um, a baby is born, if a baby is born with a milah, Bet Shammai claims that you need to do take out a little blood for milah, and Bet Hillel says you don't. Now, even Bet Shammai, who says 
that you do have to take it agrees that you don't have to do it on Shabbat. If it comes out on Shabbat, you don't have to take it. You with me so far? Yep. So it says the Gemara. I'm going to be Shimon Belazar. So Rabbi Shimon Belazar explains. He says, everyone agrees. They're not arguing about a kid who was born my whole that you have to do Dambrit. Because that's known. Because we're, right? Everyone agrees, that we're afraid that perhaps the, the foreskin that you don't, is normally cut off over here. It looks to you like the baby was born mahul, but really the foreskin is really there, but just hidden. And therefore, even though you're able to see the crown, and usually the foreskin's job is to cover the crown, and here you could see the crown, so we're calling it nolad mahul, but we're claiming perhaps there's something there that will one day come out, and you need to take off dambrit. That's, right? You have to take out the blood. Yes, take out a little blood. Mm-hmm. According to Rashba. What is the argument between the two rabbis about? Talking about a kid. Machloket is if you have a ger, a convert, who converts after he already had, fine, we're fine, after he already had a brit milah. So now, since he had, not brit milah, he had a circumcision when he was, uh, when he was Italian, and now he converts and the question, according to this rabbi, is do we need to take a drop of blood when he converts? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to start analyzing the brighter now. We could, we're still good. We got plenty of them. Two dots. Amar Mor, we said before, we mentioned. Four, three different cases of Safek, androgynous is that, and we also mentioned the case of Safek. What is that Safek case? You already said four, three, four of the Safek court. What, what is this one? Right. What's it coming to include? It's coming to include the case in the Brighton. It says, Ben Shiva, if a baby is born on, in the seventh month of pregnancy, you can break Shabbat to save his life. If the baby is born in the eighth month, and you can't break Shabbat to save his life. Why not? In the olden days, they understood that a baby born in the eighth month was automatically going to die. Mm-hmm. Seventh, no, but eighth, yes. So you weren't allowed to break Shabbat for him because he's dying anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you're not sure if He's Zayin Ochet. So he could be a Chet guy and then he's going to die. So don't, don't break Shabbat to bring me on him. Or he could be a Zayin guy and then so you have to. Sure, you and if you're it. not sure, don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Ben Shmona Harehu Ke'evin. A kid who's a, a, a eight month old is like a rock. Vasul Tatlo, he becomes Mukseh on Shabbat because he's going to die. But the woman is allowed to bend over. That she's not allowed to pick him up um, because he's muksa. So the mother can't. But she could nurse him by bending over him and allowing him to nurse from her. Why? Because there's a sakana, like Rashi says. 
the sakana is that if she doesn't nurse, she could be in sakana. That's what Rashi says. Right? She could get her sick sometimes, she get an infection, and therefore she could do it. Okay. Itmar, we learned. Rav Amar, halacha ketanakama. Coin to Rav, halacha is like the Tanakama. Now, the Tanakama had said before, if you remember correctly, Tanakama had said before that you don't have to take off Dambrit, right? And the machlok, it was not about that. And says the Gemara, hold on. And Shmuel says, who says, you should take off Tambrit. Okay. And he says that everyone agrees that he's supposed to do it. Okay. This rabbi, Rav Adabar Abba, had a baby who was born Mahul. He went to 13 Mohalim to try to get them to do, take out Dambrit. And they didn't want to, Rashi explains, because it was Shabbat. And even Bet Shammai holds only the safek, he should do it. But he doesn't hold you Mechal Shabbat. Right. He did it himself, and he, he damaged the baby in doing it. Okay? Amar, Teiti li da'avri adirav. He says, it, I had it coming to me because I didn't follow Rav. Because according to Rav, Rav had said earlier, that it doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. And Shmuel said he didn't need it. So the Gemara asks, Amalei Rav Nachman, Vada Shmuel lo avar? You only went against Rav and you didn't go against Shmuel? Eh, Madama Shmuel bechol, b'shabat miyamaru? Right? In other words, Shmuel had said that you're supposed to take off the Dan Brit, but he said that on a, on a Wednesday. He no, didn't say that you should do it on Shabbat. Shmuel agrees that you should do it, but only Misafek. Misafek, you should do it, but he won't let you do it on Shabbat. Right. So therefore, you're claiming you only went against Rav when you did your, your thing and you damaged the baby? You were going against both rabbis when you damaged the baby because he wouldn't have agreed to such a thing. Right. Let's explain what's going on. Husavar vadai aulak This rabbi, Rabbi Adar Rabbi, had held that the reason why you need to do it is because it's for sure orla kivusha. It's for sure talking about a case where the orla was there, but just hidden, and that's why we need you to do it. We're certain that that's what's going on when you have a damahul. And, that's what, and if you're certain, then you have to do it on Shabbat too. The itmar, because we learned. Rabba amar, chayshinan shema orla kivushahi. Rabba says we suspect that maybe the orla kivusha. Rav Yosef Mar Vadai Olakushahu. So Rav Yosef said it's Vadai Olakavusha. And therefore, according to Rav Yosef, you were supposed to do it on Shabbat. Amar Rav Yosef, Mina Aminala. How could I prove to you that it's Vadai Olakavusha? The Tanya we learned in the right time. 
This Tana says, When did the rabbis argue that you have to take Dambrit? They all agree that you have to. So according to this, the machloket is whether or not you have Shabbat for it. According to the Shabbat. So the Gemara is assuming the following. If a Rebelezer Kfar is coming to tell you that the rabbis are agreeing that you have to do a bris, but the machloket is whether you can break Shabbat with Bet Shemai saying you could break Shabbat, but Tal saying you can't. That means Tanakama, who argues on this realism of Akbar, must hold that everyone holds that you can break Shabbat, even Bet Hillel. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's the rabbi that Rabbi Adar Abba was using when he wanted to do it on Shabbat, because he's going like the Tanakama of Lazar Kfar, who's saying that you should break Shabbat for it according to Bet Hillel. Because we don't go like Bet Shemai anyway. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. And Mars says, Who told you? Maybe the Tanakam who argues on Releza Akvar holds that everyone holds that you can't be Mechalel. And according to the new one, Bet Shemai holds you Mechalel, but Bet Shemai says no. And if so, we have no rabbi who's saying like Rabbi Adabar Ava who, who said you should do it on Shabbat. Right. You, fo- you following that yeah. or no? Mara says, no, it can't be. Because if that's so, that means that Rebeza Kfar would be coming to teach us what Bet Shemai holds. We were, he wouldn't come to teach us that. Must be that the other rabbi was saying, we're in 10%, so we're doing good. Okay? Mm-hmm. Must be that the other rabbi was saying that it's mutar completely, and he's coming to tell us that it's Asur. Otherwise, we wouldn't need him to come tell us what Bet Shammai holds. By the way, I just want you know, a Bet Shammai says a lot. Okay, who cares about that? Right. Must be he's coming the other way. No, but we don't follow. It, it, we don't follow. We won't follow Bet Shammai, right. so he wouldn't be coming to tell us that. Exactly. So it must be he's coming. That, that the right. other rabbi was saying, good, good. I got it. Dilma says, no. Maybe he's coming to say Bet Shammai don't argue about this, and he's saying that they argue about it. And therefore, you don't have a proof mm-hmm. anymore. Still. To that, what we said before. Okay. Two dots. Amar of Asi. Kol she'imoti me'alada nimol shmona. Kol she'en imoti me'alada en nimol shmona. Shneeman, isha ki tazriya be'adad chav te'me'ah shivat yamim. But yom ha'shmi imor b'salatua. Okay. So let's give a little introduction to this thing. In general, no, keep it on. In general, in the olden days, it's different now, but in the olden days, when a woman gave birth to a boy, she was Tameh for seven days, and then she became she could go dip and go to be with her husband. That was true, even if she was bleeding. Okay? Uh, when she had a girl, it was two weeks. Okay? And the Pasuk says, On the eighth day, you do the Brit Milah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, a general thing. Now, right. our Gemara is saying, when a woman is tameh leda, when a woman is tameh because she gave birth, 
that's when we say that you need, need to bring me on the eighth day. But if your mother's not Tamed Lida, which we'll see why in a second, then end in Molishra, then you should not get a Brit Milah on the eighth day. If she's not Nida. If she's not if she's not Tamed Lida, she's not Tamed because she gave birth. Right. Okay. Now, an example of a lady who's not Tamed Lida is a woman who had a C section. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Or another lady. Example Rashi brings is if you have a goya, if you have a goya who gave birth, and the next day she she converts, so she's not tamelida. She's gonna have a gonna have a birth for the right. baby. Makes sense. Yeah. But you don't have to wait for the eighth day. Mm-hmm. She's gonna bring me that right away. Right away. Why? Because she's not tamelida. Because right. the basuk says you tamer, and then on the eighth day you you give birth. So you see that's the connection. Okay. Right. I'll prove to you it's not true. Look at Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. When Yaakov was born, he had a brit milah on the eighth day, even though there was no Torah, and his mother wasn't a melida. Right. So you see, it's not true. Right. Okay. Amale, so he told him back, Nitna Torah v'nit You're right. In the beginning, hold on, let me just pass for a page. In the beginning, you're right. It was true that you were automatically doing the eighth day. But then once the Torah was given, we learned a new law that from now on, if you're Tameh, yes. If you weren't Tameh, no. Okay? Any. Is that so? We learn, Yotze Dofan, a C-section birth. Or you have a guy who's got a double foreskin, Rav Huna, Rav Chia, Barav, it's my chokah between these two rabbis, mm-hmm. one says you could break Shabbat and give him a bris, one says you can't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the machloket? The machloket is, the machloket is whether you have to break Shabbat, but whether or not they get on the eighth day, Vadai Mahalinane. Even though his mother is not. You see that the, when, the, when there's a machloket, whether or not they get a brit milah on Shabbat, they, they, we should have also mentioned there's also a machloket whether Yosef Devan gets a brit milah on the eighth day or not. He, according to one rabbi, he gets it on the first day. The fact that they didn't mention that implies that they still get it on the eighth day, bris, mm-hmm. even though it was a C section. So you see you're wrong about this, this connection, the correlation between the woman becoming Tamer and, and the bris on the eighth day is not true. Because if it was true, then a C-section birth... A C-section... So says the Gemara. Ha beha talia. The two things are connected to each other, which means... We, we, we're only Mechalel Shabbat if it's an eighth day bris. If it's not an eighth day bris, we're only Mechalel Shabbat either. Right. How do we know? Ketanai, like Mechotanai. Yes, you lead by Chinimol Lechad. Yes, you lead by Chinimol Lechmona. Yes, Meknat Kesel Chinimol Lechad. Yes, Meknat Kesel Chinimol Lechmona. Okay. 
Okay, so we, let's explain what's going on here. Mm-hmm. There's a few types of slaves. There's a Yilid Bayit, as a Miknat Kesef. A Yilid Bayit is a slave who's born to a mother who was a slave. So he becomes Jewish because, based on the fact that his mother was a slave. He needs a Brit Milah. Okay. Then you could buy a slave in the market, an eight-day-old slave, mm-hmm. and he also needs a Brit Milah. He's called a Miknat Kesef. Torah mentions both of them that they both need a Milah. Okay? Okay. But we're telling you here in this Brayta that sometimes they'll get a Brit Milah on the first day, the, the bought ones, there's some who get on the first day, some on the eighth day. And also the, the born-in ones, there are some on the first and some on the eighth. Let's see why. Okay? If you bought a pregnant slave, and then she gave birth, right? She gets eight. If you bought a shifcha who already had a baby, Mm-hmm. Then she gets on the birth, on the first day. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you have a, a inborn that on the eighth day? It's law. If you bought a shifcha and she got pregnant by you, she gets on the eighth day. According to Chama, he says. That if she gave birth first and then she converted, then she gets born, then she has the baby. The baby has the birth on the first. And not worried about danger uh, and having a birth on the first day. I guess not. Just curious. I think the goyim all do the birth on the first day. Really? The first yeah, do it in the hospital. Oh yeah, they do it once the baby's born. They do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes a difference. That's true. Mm-hmm. So we see from here that this is only according to this rabbi, but which is Rav Chama says. He says that he get lechad. That um, he says that this kid is lechad, meaning on the first day. But according to Tanakama, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a difference whether hitbila first or yaldan or gave birth and then hitbila. Either way, you get on the eighth day. So you see that the machoket tanaim. So says the Gemara. Bishlam and Rambam meshkachal yilid bayit nimol leechad. I understand according to Rambam, you could find a case where a yilid bayit is is has a bit milah on the first day. Yilid bayit and yilid bayit nimol lechet. Meknekes nimol al megam lechet. Yalda vachik bila zeh yilid bayit shinimol leechad. Bila vachik yalda so yilid bayit shinimol lechet. Meknekes nimol lechmona kigosh lekach shivcha meuvert. According to Tanakama, how are you ever going to find the case of a Yilid bite who gets on the first day? We didn't have a case like that. Amar Birmia, Belokeach, Shifcha, Ibud, Leobra. 
The case is that you bought the shifcha, you bought the maid servant, le'obra. You bought it for the baby. Mm-hmm. Hold on. So, it's talking about a case where you bought the mother, but you didn't own the mother. You made a deal with a, a guy who owned a pregnant wife that you're okay. buying only the baby. So in that case, since even though the mother might be Tameh, because after all, she's owned by a Jew, so she's Tameh Nida, still... It's going to be on the eighth day. That it's gonna be, still, it's going to be on the first day. Oh, it's going to be on the first day? on the first day because the baby was born separately. Uh-huh. Was, was bought separately. Bought separately, got it. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Hanicha, okay? Okay. Hanicha, Kinyan Pirot. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.